effectiveness is enhanced by a team's commitment to reflection and ongoing evaluation. In addition to evaluating accomplishments in terms of meeting specific goals, for teams to be high performing, it is essential for them to understand their development as a team. Most of us are familiar with the concept of the terrible twos in early childhood. Understanding that developmental stage makes it easier to accept the constant stream of no, 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 that we might hear from a two-year-old. Teams go through stages of development too. The most commonly used framework for a team's stages of development was developed in the mid-1960s by Bruce Tuckman. His descriptions of forming, storming, norming and performing provide a useful framework for looking at your own team. Each stage of team development has its own recognisable feelings and behaviours. Understanding why things are happening in certain ways on your team can be an important part of the self-evaluation process. The four stages are a helpful framework for recognising a team's behavioural patterns. They're most useful as a basis for team conversation rather than boxing the team into a diagnosis. And just as human development is not always linear, think of a five-year-old child who reverts to thumb sucking when a new sibling is born, Team development is not always a linear process either. Having a way to identify and understand causes for changes in the team's behaviours can help the team maximise its process and its productivity. The first stage is forming. During the forming stage of team development, team members are usually excited to be part of the team and eager about the work ahead. Members often have high positive expectations for the team experience. At the same time, they may also feel some anxiety, wondering how they'll fit into the team and if their performance will measure up. Behaviours observed during the forming stage may include lots of questions from team members, reflecting both their excitement about the new team and the uncertainty or anxiety they might be feeling about their place on the team. The principal work for the team during the forming stage is to create a team with clear structure, goals, direction and roles so that members begin to build trust. A good orientation or kickoff process can help to ground the members in terms of the team's missions and goals and can establish team expectation about both the team's product and more importantly the team's process. During the forming stage much of the team's energy is focused on defining the team so task accomplishment may be relatively low. The second stage of group development is storming. As the team begins to move towards its goals, members discover that the team can't live up to all of their early excitement and expectations. Their focus may shift from the task at hand to feelings of frustration or anger with the team's progress or process. Members may express concerns about being unable to meet the team's goals. During the storming stage, members are trying to see how the team will respond to differences and how it will handle conflict. Behaviours during the storming stage may be less polite than during the forming stage, with frustration or disagreements about goals, expectations, roles and responsibilities being openly expressed. Members may express frustration about constraints that slow their individual or the team's progress. And this frustration might be directed towards other members of the team, the team leadership or the team sponsor. 
During the storming stage, team members may argue or become critical of the team's original mission or goals. Team tasks during the storming stage of development call for the team to refocus on its goals, perhaps breaking larger goals down into smaller, more achievable steps. And the team may need to develop both task-related skills and group process and conflict management skills. The third stage is norming. During the norming stage of team development, team members begin to resolve the discrepancies they felt between their individual expectations and the reality of the team's experience. If the team is successful in setting more flexible and inclusive norms and expectations, members should experience an increased sense of comfort in expressing their real ideas and true feelings. Team members feel an increasing acceptance of others on the team, recognising that the variety of opinions and experiences makes the team stronger and its product richer. Constructive criticism is both possible and welcomed. Members start to feel part of a team and can take pleasure from the increased group cohesion. Behaviours during the norming stage may include members making a conscious effort to resolve problems and achieve group harmony. There might be more frequent and more meaningful communication among team members and an increased willingness to share ideas or ask teammates for help. Team members refocus on established team ground rules and practices and return their focus to the team's tasks. They may begin to develop their own language, nicknames or inside jokes. During the norming stage, members shift their energy to the team's goals and show an increase in productivity in both their individual and collective work. The team may find that this is an appropriate time for an evaluation of team processes and productivity. The fourth stage of team development is performing. In this stage, members feel satisfaction in the team's progress. They share insights into personal and group processes and are aware of their own and each other's strengths and weaknesses. Members feel attached to the team as something greater than the sum of its parts and feel satisfaction in the team's effectiveness. Members feel confident in their individual abilities and those of their teammates. Team members are able to prevent or solve problems in the team's process or in the team's progress. A can-do attitude is visible as are offers to assist one another. Roles on the team may have become more fluid, with members taking on various roles and responsibilities as needed. Differences among members are appreciated and used to enhance the team's performance. In the performing stage, the team makes significant progress towards its goals. Commitment to the team's mission is high and the competence of team members is also high. Team members should continue to deepen their knowledge and skills, including working to continuously improve team development. Accomplishment in team process or progress should be measured and celebrated. The fifth stage is adjourning. Some teams do come to an end when their work is completed or when the organisation's needs change. While not part of Tuckman's original model, it's important for any team to pay attention to the end or termination process. Team members may feel a variety of concerns about the team's impending dissolution. There may be some anxiety because of uncertainty about their individual roles or future responsibilities. There may even be sadness or a sense of loss. But at the same time, team members may feel a sense of deep satisfaction at the accomplishments of the team.
Given these conflicting feelings, individual and team morale may rise or fall throughout the ending stage. It's highly likely that at any given moment, individuals on the team will be experiencing different emotions about the team ending. During the ending stage, some team members may become less focused on the team's tasks and their productivity may drop. Alternatively, some team members may find focusing on the task at hand is an effective response to their sadness or sense of loss. Their task pro productivity may actually increase. The team needs to acknowledge the upcoming transition and the variety of ways that individuals in the team may be feeling about the team's impending dissolution. During this stage, they should focus on three tasks. Completion of any deliverables and closure on any remaining teamwork. Evaluation of the team's processes and products with a particular focus on identifying the lessons learned so that these can be passed on to the sponsor for future teams to use. And creating a closing celebration that acknowledges the contributions of individuals and the accomplishments of the team and that formally ends this particular team's existence. Tuckman's model described the way a group of people become a team identifying goals, taking on team roles, and establishing normative group behaviours. All of this takes place before any of the actual work gets done. You can't just turn on or off effective teams. The trust and understanding required for a team's effectiveness is crucial and takes time to develop. However, this is rarely done deliberately in practice.